you enjoy the ministry of Casey Fall, amen. I mean, the Holy Spirit worked through him, but you know, that's the ministry. I told him, I know he, he has a call of God on his life. That's why I like to keep him around me. Someday I'll take him and have him travel with me, to teach with me. I know there's something in there, but he don't think it's in there, but I know it's in there. I ain't going to tell him. I'm just going to throw him on out there. And we'll, it probably is how you got to do it until he get used to it, you see. <laughs> Amen. But there's a lot of y'all in here. You got something inside of you that the world needs to hear. All of you. You just don't know. You may not be. It's not about the platform. It's about your obedience to him. See, you're representing the life of Christ that's in you. And when you allow that, his life that's in you to shine forth, that's when the power of the Holy Spirit begins. People look at you and say, whoa, what the world happened to you? What's going on in your life? They can't figure it out. They can't touch it. But you know it's the glory of God. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's make our faith confession of our Apostle Creed. I want to, we've got it on the board right now. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And he is seated at the right hand of God. The Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. The communion of the saints. The forgiveness of sin. The resurrection of the body. And life everlasting. Amen. Now, again, that Holy Catholic Church is not talking about the Roman Catholic Church. That Holy Catholic Church just simply means the word Catholic means universal. So the body of Christ is holy. Remember, it's not holiness. It's not a root. It's a fruit. So the fruit of our holiness is in the life that we live. Our sanctification, meaning that we've been sanctified, set apart, so that God, so you could... Put it like this. The world will know us from them. That's what sanctification is. They can see it. That's why when they see someone like you and I, they don't want, they don't want you talking about this Christianity. But it was yesterday, uh, I didn't pay this no mind, uh, Matt uh, Garrison was showing me about uh, um, in Oklahoma, these young ladies that won the World Series in softball. Anybody seen that interview? And those young, those, those, I think it was about three young ladies, they use, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, 
And all they did was testify of the goodness of God. And you know what? And they let them do it. I mean, this was 20 minutes or more. And they didn't cut them off. And all three of those young ladies, they gave glory. When I'm talking about gave glory to God, I'm not, I don't mean just no shadow talk. This was serious. This was, this was, this was serious conversation. And they, and they did not interrupt. All three spoke in the same light. The church. That's when I say the universal holy Catholic, the holy universe. The church is taking over. We're taking over in the sports arena. We're taking over in the business world. We're taking over in government. We're taking over in arts and entertainment. That's television. That's Hollywood. Where they crazy self. We're taking over. Amen. Amen. And the real body of Christ in church is taking over. We're taking over in the family. Yeah. God ain't made no Adam and Steve. Me, Adam and Eve. Hallelujah. I'm telling tell you. I'm so glad God gave put the desire for a woman in my life. What well, y'all just don't know. And if you're a woman, God put the desire in your life for a man. That's his order. That's his creation, right? Look at y'all got quiet on me again. Look at y'all. Praise God. <laughs> well, he back, they say. <laughs> well, if you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Romans, chapter 8. I'm going to take a 30 minutes here and just share something with you. What are we dealing with this, this week? We're still dealing with... Uh, faith in our redemption. Let's begin. Let's define what the word redemption means. The word redemption means that we've been purchased, we've been bought back from the market or the slave market called sin. So we all were sold under that market. You didn't have anything to do with it. You were just born into sin. Okay? But God so loved the world that John 3, 16, that he so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that we didn't stay in that mindset. We didn't have to live life like that forever. Now you have to make the choice to do what? To serve him. You make the choice to say to whom you would give yourself servants to obey. Meaning you are the subject. Meaning I have to give myself either to serve darkness or to serve light. But you can't make a quality decision until you understand the truth of whose it is that you're serving. His name is Jesus. Amen. And so did I give y'all a okay, I just said eight. Okay. Let's start at verse one. Let's just go through the scripture. Let's go line by line. And notice this, it says, therefore, I mean, there is therefore now, and let's do this in the NLT. So when it says, so now there is, that means so, that means everything that he just equated from the book of Romans chapter 7. Now, we're not going to go back and do chapter 7 because if I do, we're going to get stuck. Okay? But chapter 7 is trying to show you that you can't live this Christian life in yourself. It's impossible. That's what chapter 7 is all about. Okay? And it deals with, it, it deals with the law. Matter of fact, I guess I got to go there just for a few minutes. Look at verse 1, Casey. 
of Romans 7. It says, now dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? Right? For example, when a woman married, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But if he dies, the law of marriage is no longer applied to her. For while her husband is alive, keep the emphasis on husband, she would be committing adultery if she marries another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law and does not commit adultery when she's remarried. Next verse. We're going to go to verse 5. So my brother, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. Hallelujah. Now you understand that, huh? It ain't talking about no marriage. It's talking about the law itself. We were married. Well, we wasn't. The Jews were married to the law. We were married to nobody. Amen. We were just without a covenant. Anybody other than the Jew, you were just out to you were just out there. Amen. We got engraft, we got grafted in. Amen. And that's a good thing. God loved us. Is that, is that right? But now you see the point about the law, about the marriage of the husband and the wife, because okay, if the wife is bound to the husband, well, what about the husband? See, it didn't say the husband was bound to the wife. I just set y'all free. Hmm? Yeah, notice this. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. Praise God. Now you have a new life. That new life is in Christ. Stop trying to live life out of this old, but live life in this new of who you are. Let that life in you shine through you. Let that life in you speak through you. Let this life in you walk through you. Oh, sucky, sucky now. <laughs> oh, look at that. And now you are what? Come on, read with me, class. You are what? United with the one who what? Raise you. That's Christ. That's spiritual death. He's talking about. You and all of us. So when I say we were all conceived in sin. You didn't have nothing to do with it. Just as this new birth. You didn't have anything to do with it. You and I were born again. Because God so loved you and I. That he going to give us an opportunity to do what? To make a life right that you didn't have anything to do with how you lived it wrong. You lived wrong because you were conceived in wrong. Hmm? Let that sink in for a moment. Stop telling people they, you know, you know, you 
you like your daddy, you like your mama, you, 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 all that kind of stuff. Stop saying that. And stop on, <coughs> excuse me, another phrase is, stop telling your kids when you say, I want you to do this. Why? And the child say, why? Because I say so. That's not a good reason. That's not a good enough reason because you say so. Amen? Give, teach them, tell them why. Amen? Yeah, tell them why. So, and now that you are united with the one who was raised from the dead, as a result, we can produce a harvest of what? Good deeds for God. Why? Because you got a new life. You don't have the same spirit. When we were conceived in sin, we all produced the life that sin gave. That's what the law was all about. But watch this, verse 5. When we were controlled by our own nature, hmm, you no longer have that nature. You are born of God. So you don't have two nature. You got two mindset, but one nature. You don't have the same nature. So the moment you made Jesus the Lord, when you say, I received Jesus as a person, my personal Savior, your nature changed. It went from darkness to light. And it's sealed. Hmm? Anybody ever ate figs out of a mason jar? You know, that was sealed. These some of y'all young people don't even know what that is. Jordan looking at me, what the world are you talking about? Well, that's good eating y'all don't. I tell you what, this young generation, they, they don't know nothing. I tell you the truth. You don't like them that much. <laughs> but will you say, well, I grew up with these mason jars. And you know, and you had to do we we, we didn't have we were the we were the the stir. So the lady that lived next door to her, Miss Amy and my mom, and so we get them, we get to stirring those figs, boy. I mean, you talk about the sugar. Oh, goodness. The sugar that goes in there. And, and, and boy, when that stuff get hot, get to the place, and it's ready, and then she take that hot content and put it into the mason jar. We used to use it for a Kool-Aid jar, you know. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that either, you know. That, yeah. <laughs> We didn't have a regular cup. We had <laughs> mason jar. You remember that, huh? Amen. And so you take that mason jar, and with the lid, it has a lid, little red lid. Once you put it over that high content, it seals it. It can't spoil. The good can't get out, and the bad can't get in. Well, that's how your spirit is. Your spirit is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Are you following what I'm saying? So that life that took place in you, it is, it's God in you now. You're sitting here learning how to let God live out of you now. That's what this is all about. It's learning how to let God live out of us. That's why it takes time to change your mind, renew your mindset. Because you and I have minds that, you know, it has some stinky thinking. I had to take my time and say that because it'd get all confused. 
Y'all know what I mean by that? We all got what? Stinky, stinky. Y'all know what stinky? Stanky. South Baton Rouge. Stanky. Boy, you stink. Stinky thinking. We all had that. We all still got some of that. Until the word of Christ, the life that's in us, begin to start shining light, understanding. And you begin to realize, oh, no, I'm not, I can't say that no more. You could cut somebody out with a good heart, didn't even think about it. And your mama, too. And now that you got born again and all of a sudden the words, I can't tell that person that now. Well, what brought you to that place? It's that new life shining forth. And now you're mindful of how you speak to people. It's his life in you, Brother Joe, that's permeating out because you allow him. The Spirit of God just fell in here again. If you just let him, you don't have to just let him. Uh, I could take out and run in these little shoes. I can run for about two miles before my feet probably hurt in them, you know. You coming, Jordan? Yeah. How am I going to be protected, chop chop? <laughs> okay, so you see that? He said, when we were controlled by our old nature, when we were, what the word were mean? That's a past tense, right? When we were controlled. So that means now I'm no longer controlled. Oh, no. You're no longer controlled. Now you make the decision. You hold the ball in your court now. Hmm? When you were controlled by our old nature, sinful desire was at work within us. Why? Because we were controlled by that nature. Hmm? Desmond know what I'm talking about? I told me and him going to have to go in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? When we were controlled by our own nature, sinful desire were at work within us. It was, with, it was at work. You didn't have nothing to do with it. The nature was there, so it was at work in you. Because the nature of it was there. Hmm? And the law aroused. These evil desires. That means the, the, the law influences. Because when you can't tell somebody, okay, you, cannot, you can't look at this. You can't do that. When you do that, that law just aroused that sinful nature, that desire. It just gave it more power. That's why when you tell a person, if you do this again, I'm out of here. And guess what? They're going to do it again. Why? Because they're controlled by that old nature. Now that you don't have that nature anymore, 
you have you and I have to deal with the residue of that nature. That means the nature is no longer in us, but the nature left behind an old man. The residue of an old I mean, the mean the residue of the old lifestyle of the nature that I was conceived in. I don't want to say too much yet. I'm not losing y'all, right? Y'all got it? Because see, when you understand this, and when I say let that new nature inside of you live his life through you, it's the same way that we did here. But we are no longer controlled by the old nature, but we're controlled by that new nature, by that new idea with its new attitude now. Amen? But you have to choose it. It's a matter of your choice. That's why your nature is changed, so that you can say, I choose this way. Hmm? See, and the law aroused these evil desires that produce a harvest of sinful deed. That's why you don't tell a person, don't do this. Don't, you know, you, if I told y'all, look, that's a pink elephant in the foyer, but don't look. Look at that. Look at my sister, unless you want to look already, look at me. And mine going That's right. Why? Because that law arouses. Right? Okay. Next verse, Casey. See, I tell you, I wasn't going to do this, but look where I'm at. But now that we have been released from the law, Look at somebody and say, we've been released from the law. Yeah. Yeah. For we died to it and are no longer captive to what? It's power. Jesus. We died to it. Why? Because the sin nature that was in us, it died. And the new nature, which is born of God, it is made alive on the inside of me. So I'm no longer controlled by this evil desire. I can cut it off now. I don't have to eat little Debbie because I'm under that compulsion of it. Right? So Desmond's going to pull them, them, them little package from under his seat now. Right? <laughs> Notice it. But now we have been released from the law, for we have died to it and are no longer what? Captive. To his power. That's a spiritual force. That's spiritual life. You went from spiritual darkness to spiritual life. That life that's in you is God himself. Christ in you. The hope of God's glory to do what? To manifest what his original intent was through a faulty body. So your spirit is perfect. So God loves you, not in, God loves you in spite of what you do in the natural. God love is not based upon what you do and you don't do. God made a decision to love you before the foundations of the world. You may mess up every now and then. You may, you may say, oh man, I done messed up. I think I got to go get saved again. Hogwash. No. If your son messed up, do you going to tell him, say, look, I'm going to have to go get me another son. 
No. Well, why we make God look like he's a hard father, a mean God? No. You mess up and you come to the father. He's wanting you to come to so he can console you. Not scold you. Console. That's man's way of doing Boy, I must hear some loud wise the night before Christmas and all that. Look at this. So now we can serve God not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but how? By the new way of living in the spirit. So you just got to learn the new life that's in the spirit. Okay, keep going, Casey. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, then, I am suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. That's why I said, don't do this. See, when the law came, I died and sin revived. That old nature that was already in, just like you, you know, you, you may, you know, anybody have a, new, a newborn baby? Well, I mean, you know. Gia got a newborn baby that coming. What, Pete? Pete, right? Pete. Well, when Pete get here, she going to hold Pete. I mean, I'm going to hold Pete. And Pete going to look so innocent. But Pete got sin in him. Pete got some stuff in him. Pete can grow up and cuss mama out. That, 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 I know y'all don't like to hear that. But that potential is in there. Because that law of sin in there, Pete didn't have nothing to do with it. Pete was just conceived in it. It's up to mom and dad now to teach Pete. Hmm? Are y'all seeing this? Watch this. So he said, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. Can you see that? Who knows the word covet means? To be, yeah, of something, of someone's possession, right? Hmm? You would have never knew. If the law would have never said, you would have never known not to covet. But the law said it. But sin used this command to arouse all kind of covetous desire within me. But sin, that nature, that's the reason why, folks, that's the reason why you got to get born again. You living by the law, you living by do's and don't, it's never going to be good enough. You're going to always fall short. If there were no law, sin would have no power, would not have that power. Right? If there was no law. Oh, 
I could show you in Galatians 5. It said, well, there's no law where the spirit is. Watch this. Okay, keep going, Casey. I'm going to see this verse. At one time, this is Paul, I live without understanding the law. But when I learn the command not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came to life. That means that nature of sin and death, it came alive. Can you see it? Because that law was already there. It just needed something to arouse it. And that's why if you don't get rid of it, it'll stay there and torment you. What this is, this, this whole chapter is showing you that it's impossible to live the Christian life like this. You can't live the Christian life or you can't live the life of Christ by the law. Let's go one couple more. And I died. That means the innocent, the innocent of Pete going to die. I mean, Pete going to grow up a little bit, like two years old, and he gonna, they're going to put him around some other little two years old, and Pete going to see a toy that somebody got, and he's going to go crawl over there and take that toy. And they won't give it back? No. You can't talk, but no, mine. That grows up in all of us. That law is there. Now, you can't tell the child he got to be born again, but that's where the parent come in. Now, you got to take the rod. Jill, you got to get your little rod. You got to get your little board. You got to whoop that little behind. No, pop, pop, pop. She's going to cry more before they've been the child cry. They don't, they, they don't know nothing about spanking. That's a no-no. They say that's a no-no. But see, the Bible says you spoil a child. You, I mean, what it is? Spare the rod. You spoil a child. To be honest with you, the reason why children is out of control today, because there is no discipline. Nobody knows how to use the rod on their children. People spank their children now. The reason why the law have to get involved because they use whatever. The child then irritate them so much, then they take the chair and throw at the child. You not head. You can't do that. Or you take your hand and backhand. You can't do that. It's because the parents are taking their aggression out instead of doing it to teach. That's right. You, you spank that child because you love them. And you're not spanking them out of anger. You're spanking them to discipline them so that as they get older, they're going to understand. By the time that child gets six, seven, eight years old, you ain't got to use that rod too much more. Because they're going to know. And don't be counting the three. You know, one. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. I mean, one in, th- one in a quarter? They ain't heard nothing. They they wait until you get to they wait until you get to two and a half, and then they quote that more than two times, right? And they gave, they even go to four. Now I didn't went over I didn't went to four. Now you know I'm coming. Well, you you training that child 
to know you ain't going to do nothing. No, you can't do that. Children were not made for that. Children were made to love. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. It's not anything to do with a parent. It's just the foolishness. It comes with it. But it's the parent that has to be the one to spank the little behind. You don't spank them on the hand. You don't hit them on the head. You hit them on, the, on their rear. Give them a couple snaps according to their size. And then guess what? They're going to stop. And if they don't stop, you go back and you do it again. Why? Because that will is there developing, and you have to break that will before they get up and they do something to harm themselves. And then you'll say, where did I go wrong? Now, some of them folks on Facebook are not going to like me because of what I'm saying, but I'm just trying to tell you. Read, read the book of Proverbs. Let's see. Zach, you know where any of them scriptures is? Zach, no. Uh, what is it? Proverbs, what? Y'all give me a scripture. Proverbs, I forgot them. 12 are uh, on the rod. I See, I done messed up already. I got to stop. Break out the belt? Yeah. <laughs> give, me a, give me one of those scriptures, y'all, about the rod in, in Proverbs. Uh, I forgot them. They'll come back to me. Uh, Proverbs 13, 24. Put that up that case for a moment. I'm going to have to have a class on how to discipline your child. You, like I said, you don't discipline a child when you're angry. That's the wrong time. Hmm? There are those who spare the rod of discipline. You hate your children, he says. And those who love their children enough to what? Discipline them. You can't spare the rod because the child don't know no better. You have to be the one to discipline that child. And how many often we see children today totally out of control? And all they got is a counselor. One. Is that right? That don't work. That child already know that. But when you use that rod, and you got to do it one time, you got to do it. You can't say, uh-uh, didn't I tell you? To? No. After I tell you one time and you don't do it, you go get them. What are you doing? You're, you're breaking a habit. They understand. It's we as parents that don't want to understand. Okay? That's good enough. I think that's enough for that. Let me give you one more verse of scripture. All right, Casey, go back to uh, the book of Romans. And what verse were we? We stop at verse 8. Go to verse 9. Verse 10. Okay. So he said, I died. So I discovered that the laws, the command, which was so, supposed to bring life, what did they do? They brought forth spiritual death. And that's what it is, spiritual death. 
instead. That's what the law brings. Next verse, Casey. Sin took advantage of those command and deceived me. This is Paul just he's talking about his life before before he got born again. He, he's born again, but he's talking about what his life was like. How he took advantage of him. I used the command to, be, to kill me. It used the command to, cook, uh, to kill me. Watch the next verse. But still, the law itself is holy. Its commands are holy and right and good. But how can that be? Did the law, which is good, cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. Now we're getting down to the part that whereas in Romans 8, 1, that's why I said, so then, that's why I went back. So you can get a whole picture of what this is saying. Look what he said here. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death so we can see how terrible sin really is. That's why God hates sin. He did something about it because it brings forth condemnation. It brings forth a death. Hmm? It uses God's good command for its own evil purposes. Y'all see it? Next verse, Casey. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. Why? Because we saw a couple of verses up, spiritual death. That's why we were slave to sin. Didn't have nothing to do with you. You were just conceived in it. Next verse. I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Anybody been there? I'd have many times. Why? Because that law was at work. Next verse, case. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree to the law, that the law is good. Keep going. So I am not the one, I am, so I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. So if sin living in me that does it, then righteousness that lives in me that does it. Can y'all see the difference? You didn't have nothing to do with sin. You surely didn't have nothing to do with righteousness. It's a gift from God. We were sold under the first Adam for sin. That's why sin was in our lives. That's why sin is, some sin is still in our lives. But little by little, well, we're wiping that bad boy out. Why? Because we don't have no more guilt. We don't have no more condemnation. We don't have no more shame. Okay? Next verse, Casey. And I know that nothing good lives in me. Now, this is where I like the King James. <coughs> but this is good. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. See? And that's good he put that. Why? 
Because in that sinful nature, there is nothing good that lives in you. In the bracket, put it in the old King James for a moment, case, that verse right there, you'll see that it's a bracket. See? For I know that in me, meaning that is my flesh. I'm glad Paul put that there. Dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I don't find out. Why? Because you can't put no trust in your flesh. So what is it simply saying? Don't trust your flesh. That means, you know, if you had a problem with alcohol before, don't trust your flesh. Don't say, oh, I'm strong enough. I'm strong. I can go sit around. I can go around there and sit with her. And before you know it, you're the one drunker than Cooter Brown. You can't trust your flesh. Huh? I mean, anything that put me, anything that had me, that put me in hostage or what, I, I don't, I ain't got nothing to do with it. I don't trust my flesh. I'm redeemed, I'm delivered, but I'm not a fool. To say, I can go back to that and that won't bother me. Uh, you, 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 you already deceived. Okay? Next verse, Casey. For the good that I would do, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Ooh, I only got five minutes. Come on, Casey. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but what? Sin that does what? Oh. So what is it? Who's doing it? It said, but sin that what? Dwell it in me. This is, we're talking about a person that is not born again. Right? We got chop, chop dad and chop, chop son. <laughs> All right. Look at this. Next verse. I find in a law that when I would do good, what happened? Evil is present with me. Next verse. Watch this. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Keep going, Casey. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. See, it's already in your members. That law is working in your members, in your mindset. Huh? Why? Because you and I were conceived in it. Now you're training your mind, training your mind to do what? To get that out. And you allow it. The only way you can do that is allow the life of Christ that's in you through the power of the Holy Spirit to shine that light. Let his life shine through you. Another verse, Casey. Oh, wretched man that I am, who should deliver me? From the body of this death. Who could? Who will? The only way it can happen is through the new birth. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, Paul is getting ready. So then, with the mind, I serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. Keep going. 
Therefore, there we go. Oh, we go back to our NLT. So now, so you see the so now, what it mean? That means everything that we talked about in Romans 7. So now, there is no condemnation to those who belong to Jesus Christ. But the condemnation came because we didn't belong there. That was a life without him, Paul was saying. You can't live that life. You can't live this life without him. So if you're trying to live your life under the law, you're going to always fail. You're a candidate for failure. So now there is what? No condemnation to who? To those who belong to Christ Jesus. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how you did it. I don't care where you did it. In the corner, in the boot, in the back, in the dog. You belong to Christ. What belongs to Christ? It's your spirit. We are training our soul to know what's right. I'm going to give you two other verses and I'm going to stop. Go to verse 2, Casey. This is, this is a scripture that set me free. At least one. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from what? The power of sin that did what? Why? Because that law of the life of Christ is in me. It freed me. Right? So you got two laws that's governed, that's living inside, that wants to take control. Verse 3. The law of Moses was unable to save us. Why? Because of the weakness of our sinful nature. See, nothing was wrong with the law. We just couldn't measure up. So God did what the law could not do. What did God do? Talk to me, Claire. What did he do? He sent his own son in a body. Hmm? Like the bodies we sinners have. Oh, man, I love that NLT. You see that? Like we sinners have. That's how you got free. That's how I got free. That's why your confidence should never be in your flesh. Your confidence should be in the one who came in a body like ours and took up on the law and looked. He did away with the law and gave you this new life. That's the victorious life. Okay, watch this. All right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. He sent his own son in a body like the body we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin. Watch this. Control over us by giving his son. Oh, you don't, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm going to stop. I got to stop. Because this right here getting heavy. That's right. 
We're getting ready to put the we getting ready to put the ribeyes on now. Right? See that? And in that body, God declared an end in that body. That means a body that God gave himself, he declared the end to sin's control. Because what we couldn't do in the flesh, he did. He was our substitute. I don't have to do it. He did it for me and gave us the credit like we did. Oh, boy! If y'all if y'all had another half hour, I I'll make y'all I make all y'all have y'all here jump up and shout. I don't have no hair, but my hair it probably would grow. My beard shout. <laughs> That's all we have for you today. Hey man, we're gonna stop right there.